Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. After nearly two years of continual adaptation and transformation, companies and their leadership need to start looking to the future in order to meet rising consumer expectations for service and overall experience. Today, we're going to talk about how leaders need to look to their customers in order to find ways to strengthen their business. Zendesk recently released its CX Trends 2022 report, which discusses key ways to improve your bottom line by putting customers first. To help me discuss this topic and the Zendesk CX Trends 2022 report, I'd like to welcome Paulette Chafe, Head of Consumer Insights and Research at Zendesk. Paulette, welcome to the show. Hi, Greg. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, really looking forward to talking about this with you. And and the report was really, really insightful. So I'm glad we're going to dive into that. Um, Why don't we start, though, by you giving a little background on yourself and what you're currently doing at Zendesk? Sure thing. Well, I head up the product marketing, customer insights, and thought leadership team. Um, Our team's focus is primarily to uncover new emerging insights and trends that would be relevant to our customers and to our business. So we take a very broad view. We look at macro consumer trends um, and try to understand what sort of the direct customer experience implications are, um, as well as significant business and experience trends. So our goal is to ensure like that Zendesk is leading the discussion in a tangible way that benefits businesses. So we're able to connect the dots for our customers and for ourselves. Wonderful. Well, yeah, and I've, I've definitely known of Zendesk for years and, and you know, it's really great you're doing this, this research as well. So we'll, we'll talk about the the Zendesk CX Trends 2022 report here. So um, according to that report, uh, 48% of customers in North America have higher customer service, customer service expectations after last year. Can you talk a, a little bit about why this expectation is occurring? You know, it is interesting. Uh, a lot of other companies are also reporting this increase in in consumer and customer expectations and its dramatic growth that has undergone. And, you know, part of this has to do with the fact of consumers are owning more technology and consumers are spending more time online, um, online shopping, online using social. So frankly, they're really comfortable in digital channels. And I think a lot of what we're seeing is really a manifestation of that. I mean, we saw in our research alone that almost 25% of people spend five hours a day online doing various activities for personal reasons. And what's really interesting is that it's not just the younger generations, it's, it's really well across the board. So that's really been growing overall. And I think just consumer comfort level and their savviness and what their expectations are, they've just grown uh, based on their experiences. And I think that's really what we're seeing right now. It's almost like it's a tipping point. So what should companies be doing about this increased uh, customer or consumer expectation? 
think there's a few things that that definitely come to mind. Um, I would say the top thing that uh, a company should consider doing is get a real handle on your current state. You know, what is your company state of the union as it relates to customer service? Like, how well are you doing compared to others? And, you know, that is a good starting point because one thing that we've noticed in the research is like, businesses think they're doing okay, when in reality, they're probably pretty mediocre. So I think that is a good starting point, get a handle on where you really are today, like the true picture of it. And to help businesses do that, Zendesk does offer benchmark data. You can just go to our website under customer experience and look up benchmark. And you can see how your metrics might compare to other businesses. So you'll know if you're you know, performing at a higher or lower level. So I think that is like a, a good beginning place. Um, I would suggest another area uh, to look at is look at what other companies are doing what are their experiences to kind of take away what you might want to do more of, like who's demonstrating those best in class behaviors and what you might want to do less of. Like, I also think that's a good learning point. We can learn from other experiences. And frankly, I mean, that is the old adage that a customer's best experience on another site is what they're taking over when they start to interact with you. And that's now their new, new frame of reference. Yeah. I'd also add to that that um, it's good to, as you look at that, try to understand the pitfalls and challenges uh, of what's really going on as it relates to customer service. And leaders sometimes need to kind of level check themselves, I would say, as to realistically um, how are they doing and how are they funding their customer uh, experience initiatives. And then I would say the, the last thing, the third thing is to ask your customers, you know, what are your customer specific expectations relative to how they engage with you? Uh, it's a good thing to go speak to them, you know, direct conversations, even do, you know, a little bit of research if you want to do that. But that at least grounds the conversation. And it's not just about what you think you should do. It is actually sort of road tested against your, your customer base. So I think those are three pretty robust things to, to get you started in order to have a firm handle on how to start to meet meet those increasing customer expectations. Yeah, those are really great points. And I think that's a great segue to the next um, next thing I wanted to talk about. The report also points to the trend that um, not only are there higher expectations from customers, but that customer service and customer experience are playing an increasingly important role in the growth of business. So this is in some cases a shift in thinking and, and it gives customer service as well as customer experience a more strategic role for the business, kind of what you were you were inferring just now, um, and and makes top business priorities service related. So, why do you think uh, business leaders are leaning in so heavily on customer service to drive business growth? Um, in addition to what you've mentioned, you know what what's what's kind of changing in their um, I guess in their calculus for this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely interesting times. Um, you know, we, we discussed how much it's been growing in importance. Uh, I tend to classify what I see in the, the research this year as 
Customer service is the macro business trend. It is, it's earned its time. It's earned its, uh, you know, it's, it's right to be out front and center. And, and I kind of feel like it's happening for mm, a couple of reasons. Uh, I would say the number one reason is that customer service has services proven itself. It's, there is a proven link between customer service performance and growth and the business leaders have seen it. And I think we were able to really quantify that in the research and, and the fact that that actually justifies and bolsters, you know, their requests for additional funding. It's a proven thing that business leaders know that they can bet on that's actually going to continue to deliver for them. So I think that really has helped this case. And I'd also add that, um, I think they're actually also experiencing a deluge in customer service requests, you know, particularly since COVID has come around, ticket volumes has really, really dramatically increased and businesses did have to staff up for that. But they also see it as a bit of an opportunity right now to kind of strike while the iron's hot, like customers are reaching out and interacting with them more and more. So that volume has grown and it is actually a new way to connect, talk to customers, build relationships and, you know, and even potentially, you know, cross sell and upsell them to new product areas. So I think those are some of the reasons why um, they've really decided to lean in. It's proven and it's a new business opportunity and they're just going to double down on it this year. Most, if not all enterprises are listening in some way to their customers and you know whether they use nps csat ces or all of the above in some cases you know they have they have ways to listen to customers and and uh, um and gauge satisfaction or engagement or, or things like that but does this change um how do, i guess how does this change impact how companies need to listen or maybe even what they do with with the listening that they um that they do with their customers you know, it, it's definitely different businesses have, you know, employed different ways of like how they listen to their customers, how they gather that that input from them. And it is definitely a starting point. But there's a little bit of uh, um, soul searching that needs to happen here in terms of businesses actually starting to look and say, where can we even begin to address simple customer issues or friction points that are really table stakes for us, right? I mean, that is a natural way for them to start to improve the delivery of customer service. Um, take a look, see where are those friction points. And, you know, I would say to really meet consumer expectations, companies need to start to think about how then can create experiences that feel natural and intuitive to their customers. It's not about complicated processes. It's about how do I take simple everyday experiences that they're having elsewhere and sort of port them into how they interact with my, my company. And, you know, there's a lot of data around the rise of Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and how we're all using it just for like quick little conversations to have with one another to start and stop those conversations and pick it up later. It's just a natural way of behaving now. And businesses need to look to those types of activities and behaviors and take some inspiration from there so that they can start to create more natural experiences that consumers 
really tend to enjoy. So I think that's definitely a good place to look. Um, what is natural? What is intuitive? And then how do you begin to build experiences um, on top of that type of thing? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Because yeah, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of customer service or customer experience can be um, sometimes over engineered, or just to your point, the simple things can can often make such a difference. I know in my own experience as a consumer, Sometimes it's very simple things that don't need to be, uh, you know, a, a complex orchestration, but yet just solving a problem. Sometimes someone speed of solving a problem is um, is extremely beneficial. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about something I know is, you know, it's definitely top of mind to to the companies that I work with and definitely top of mind to, to many. Um, and that's the role of automation and AI or artificial intelligence in delivery of customer service and customer experience. So with businesses making increased investments in these areas, there's a gap that exists among consumers and businesses about exactly how to use it and, and even, you know, how effective it is or can be. Um, in the report, um, it, it touches on this as well, which, you know, consumers are vocal about the need to improve AI and chatbot experience. 60% um, in the report uh, say they're dissatisfied by current bot experiences, but a whopping 72% believe that AI is good for society. So, you know, given all that, um, how would you characterize what some of consumers' top frustrations with some of the AI-driven bots are today? AI is such an interesting topic, and frankly, um, it is an area that at Zendesk we, are, we lean into very, very heavily, and we'll be rolling out some additional AI-related research you know, uh, in April. So um, it's definitely topical for us. And I think AI is represents obviously a period of challenge for consumers, but because they are so positive and optimistic about it, they do seem to have a very clear sense about what they would like it to be. So consumers understand what is a bot experience more now than they've ever done before. They can absolutely identify them and they know what they like and they know what they dislike. And, you know, I would say to your specific question about, you know, their frustrations around it, um, you know, simple things. And we're not any different than how they're responding. You know, majority dislike um, number of questions it takes the bot to, to identify um, a particular problem. They, they also, you know, dislike not getting an accurate answer. And I would say one of the top, top frustrations is having to start over when transferred to a human agent and losing all that knowledge um, that's, that's been captured along the way. Now, the level of frustration varies by age, right? So uh, in reality, older consumers are most frustrated by the bot experiences and how hard it, and how long it takes for them to, to reach a human in order to get an answer to to a question. So there's a lot that they wish were improved and, and really does bother them as they go through the experience itself. But again, they know what the experiences could be. Like they have faith um, and they believe that better experiences can be created. And so from our research, what they've actually said to companies is, um, we're not pleased with where you are, 
We've cut you some slack, but that said, we expect you to get better more quickly because those are our expectations. And if you don't get it together, then we'll move on. And so at Zendesk, there's been a lot of conversation around what does it really mean to create a quality experience for consumers to remove this friction and to have them feel better about um, working with AI tools or chatbots themselves. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can definitely empathize with the uh, the frustration over having to give my the same information two or three different times on a on a call or or even over chat or, or something like that. And I think um, that's definitely something I've I've switched banks because of um, things like that, which you know there's relatively high cost of of switching in certain certain services, but it's just it gets so frustrating. But you know, you kind of touched on this in. Um, and talking about some of the frustrations, but you know, to to look at it from the the inverse, where are some of the areas where you know there's some consumer expectations about improvement? Like where where can brands be looking at um, ways to improve that that AI experience? Yeah, well, I think we can take a little bit of inspiration for from the activities where AI is sort of running in the background a lot, where uh, consumers are comfortable. You know, nobody seems to mind when like a search query is automatically, you know, um, completed or filled in as you start to type in what you're looking for. Like it's a very basic type of thing that we all sort of take for granted now and in fact kind of would like to have because it speeds up your search. Um, and we're all pretty satisfied with our experiences with digital assistance, you know, being able to answer our questions and give us the weather. So customers and consumers are absolutely getting acclimated to having those experiences in their lives. And, and our research did show that. But they also were very clear about I know businesses can do better and I'd like to see them do things that actually help me and make my transaction easier and more seamless. Um, things like, you know, um, the bot to give me links to information, you know, give me the direct link. If I have an exchange happening with the bot, give me the link in here now, I'll click out to it and I'll see if it does or provides a level of information that I'm looking for. You bots can absolutely be used to solve simple issues. Things like a password reset, it's super easy, great way to use a bot. Consumers are happy to engage in those things. And, and what they really do like bots for and, and would like to see more of is being able to get the answers to questions outside business hours. So if you don't sit down to kind of deal with a particular issue till like eight o'clock at night because you had a crazy day, they pretty well expect to have a bot to interact with them and they're comfortable with them. At least that allows them to like check something off their list and start to take care of it rather than, you know, letting it be prolonged and have to wait until they can contact the business the next day. So, you know, they do have that sense and, and they will tell you those things. And I think if a company really sits down and thinks about what consumers want and are looking for, they can pretty quickly draft up a, you know, a short list for themselves of things that they should start to factor in today and not necessarily wait until tomorrow. That, that makes sense. And, and I, I do like the, I mean, I consider myself a, an optimist when it comes to technology. It's, it's reassuring to know that, you know, consumers, even those that are, that are frustrated in some, some ways are, are optimistic about the possibilities. Cause I, I totally agree. There's, there's, there's a lot of potential 
Um, so one, one last question before we wrap up here and uh, kind of a long question, but, um, you know, what's, what advice would you give to leaders and and enterprises as they navigate, uh, you know, the, the months ahead, uh, you know, obviously there's, there's a few things going on. I mean, one is there's rising expectations, which means there's not a lot of time to, to get it right. Or else there may be switching of, you know, from brands and, and things like that, but also, you know, as we all know, you know, over the last couple of years, the future is anything but certain. So, you know, what what should be guiding leaders as they as they make decisions? Um, there are a few things I think that um, they should actively factor into their planning, and it does require some work on their on their part. It, things just don't magically happen or fall into place. And, you know, one thing I would say is they should start to develop a roadmap for CX in their business. They need to start to plan it out and think about the experiences that they want to give today, 12 months from now, and 24 months from now. And I know that sounds hard, but it is surprising the number of businesses who have taken a very ad hoc approach towards towards CX and, and their planning. And I don't think if that's going to give you the best results longer term. You know, there has to be some flexibility because new things pop up, new experiences are created. You need to be able to build that in. But I think sitting down and sort of plotting out, walking a mile in the consumer shoes and what the business can do to help that over a period of time um, will be beneficial. I think they also need to challenge themselves uh, on the metrics they use for measuring customer experience and customer service. I mean, you mentioned some of them earlier about NPS and, and CSAT, et cetera. But I would say a lot of businesses just use them as numbers on a piece of paper and they sort of track it. Yeah. Um, what we have seen, for example, is you know the C-suite is now beginning to connect their performance um, uh, remuneration against customer service metrics. So you really want to be vested in what you're doing and have some skin in the game. And businesses are starting to shift that way and are creating new metrics for measuring customer service experiences that go beyond age and response time. It's about the quality of the experience, the happiness of the customer, the loyalty that they're creating, and and really, you know, having their um, compensation tied to it. And then I would think the third area is they need to take a look at how they're funding um, their customer service and customer experience budgets. Our data has shown that funding is trailing behind volume and demand. And unless they fund this adequately going forward, how can they continue to exceed those expectations? Because as demand rises and has risen today, it's going to continue to grow even more. And so they do need to take, I think, a good hard look at their funding um, as they start to build out their plans to say, are they giving it enough? What they did last year is not going to be sufficient to meet the demands of next year. It's just the volumes are just growing much too high, and they do not want to have customer service, um, you know, suffer as a result of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, the, those are great, great insights there, and really, really appreciate you sharing those insights as well as the the insights from the report. Um, f- for those listening to the show, uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Um, well, I do have a personal uh, Twitter handle, um, at Paulette Chafe, 
Um, you can find me there. And then we also have a main company handle, you know, at Zendesk on Twitter as well, where a lot of our research and our findings are released regularly so that um, business decision makers can have access to it. So they're, you know, up on the latest and greatest. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Paulette Chafe, Head of Consumer Insights and Research at Zendesk for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkilstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.